Welcome to Holistic Hearts. This is Kristen Jadwick, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, today, my friends, I just wanted to give you a little disclaimer. I pride myself on having good sound quality (laughs) in my shows as I am a podcast producer. But today I recorded this episode and am now going back and listening and realizing my audio was off a little bit. So please pardon that and please bear with me. The content was so good. I felt like the Lord really guided me through this conversation today. So without further ado, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 153. I really have had so much on my heart lately to share with you. I like books I want to go through, things that I'm learning, things that I have learned, journals that I really want to share with you. But I do want to stay in some sort of clear path for you. So, um, If there is something that you really are wanting to hear, would you reach out to me? I love hearing from you. I love hearing from you inside of my Facebook group in Mind, Body, Spirit, Holistic Faith for Women. And I also love hearing from you on Instagram, on my account at Kristen Fields Chadwick. Um, Just find me anywhere. You can write me in an email. Um, just want to hear from you. And I have been hearing from you uh, over last week's episode with Jenny Lunning and her invitation to us to invite Jesus into those places of tension. And gosh, that was such a great episode, wasn't it? I was like, man, how do I want to piggyback off of that? Because I had already been into a similar passage that she had shared last week. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen, because it really was so life-giving and just permission to be where we're at. And so, um, okay. So this is where this episode is coming out of, because I wanted to piggyback off that and continue to grow more into the soil, the depth of it. Right. Um, but before we go, I, or before we start, I wanted to again, say thank you again, you guys for blessing me through buymeacoffee.com. That is one way that you can help support the show and show that, um, I am providing value for you. And I just appreciate that. I mean, $5 is fantastic. That's, uh, I think the baseline price is $5 and then you can donate, donate, or support, not donate, but, um, give more if you wanted to. Um, but I seriously, the $5 I'm so honored and anything more I'm so honored. So thank you so much. I truly do appreciate every single person that has gifted me in this capacity. Okay. So I love how last week, Jenny asked the question, what do you think I can do? That was Jesus's question to Philip at the, um, when, when there was no food and there were thousands of people to, to eat. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but that specific question of what do you think I can do? That for me has been where I've been sitting in this week. And today I want to dig in more because there's a playfulness, but there's also, if you dig down to it, it's really him seeing our needs and we all have needs. We all want to be seen, known, and heard. And this is part of our sense of belonging. It's our greatest human desire is to belong. 
And I want to share three different moments with Jesus. And the invitation today is we're going to ask the Holy Spirit, which one of these captured moments in history does he want to engage with you and to discover more of who he is? We are all going through something, whether we just got out of something, we're about to go into something, or we are in the midst of something. And in each of these moments, Jesus wants you to see that he sees you, he hears you, and he knows you. All right. So we're going to dive a lot into scripture today because there are three places that I really feel like the Holy Spirit was highlighting in this. In each one of these, I want you to notice How does he see, hear, and know the people that he's interacting with? Okay, so Matthew 9, 20 through 22. You guys might have seen, gosh, The Chosen. Mm, Season three is where it's at, you guys. But this moment right here, this has always been a a passage to me that has been precious. Um, A place where God has really spoken to me personally. And it's Jesus, Jesus is on his way to go heal, um, uh, one of the, Oh, who is it? He's going to help heal a sick, um, daughter (laughs) basically. And then on his way there, he is met by a healing that happens. Right? So let me read this to you. Um, Jesus rose and followed him the ruler that had the sick child and behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly this woman was made well. Okay. So let's, let's pause right there. I want you to think about this woman. She has been on the outskirts of society, right? She's been bleeding. So she's unclean and there's so much shame around that. And I want to read to you part of my journal I had written a while ago. I'm really processing through this moment because I think what the Holy Spirit was showing me was this big place of shame in her heart. And yet he saw her. Okay. So the woman who was healed from 12 years ago of suffering, bleeding, shame, rejection, the story has always struck me as so beautiful. It touches deep in my heart, the shame she felt, the desperation, the want to just be healed and without recognition. Ooh, man, does that cut deep? Have you been there? Have you wanted to go to, go to Jesus for healing, but you're like, but you don't have to like interact with me. I just want healing. Right. (laughs) And y'all, this is, this was me talking to myself in this journal entry. She's been so rejected and ashamed that she just wanted the bare minimum. She just wanted healing and then returned to her quiet life. But Jesus didn't settle for that. He engaged. He sought her out. He acknowledged her. 
he looked into her eyes and spoke deeply into her heart because it was her soul that needed to be affirmed. I want you to get that. He saw her. He heard her. He heard her story. He knew her story. And there she was publicly acknowledged for her faith. She was given the gift of peace publicly and told she was healed publicly and that she was seen, heard, and known. She was settling for a place of, it's okay, I don't need much. I just need healing and I'm okay to go back to my quiet life. Where in your life are we doing the same thing? Where are we just asking for healing and we don't need much, Lord. You don't, you don't have to take time to, to interact with me. I know that hits home to somebody and yet he won't settle for that. He wants to see you. He wants to interact with you. He wants to hear your story. He has time for that. This is the Jesus who is on his way to the ruler's house whose daughter was dying and he had time. When you think about, I mean, think about the last place that you have <laughs> interacted at a store and somebody stopped and paused you. How's your day going? What are you up to? What are you doing today? I had that happen just the other day where somebody was asking me like, what are your plans for the rest of the day? And I was like, Oh wow. That was a, like, they actually care. They want to know, right? And the God of the universe wants to know. So here are some questions that could be helpful for you to journal out, to pray, to ask Holy Spirit in this particular story. I want you to think of a memory where you felt rejected or ashamed, or maybe you're currently in that. And you are content with the bare minimum connection. And I want you to just pause and receive Jesus telling you, go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I see you, I hear you, and I know you. Second thing, where have you been brave to step out in faith and ask Jesus to show you his delight in that? This woman was brave. She touched his garment knowing that it would be the thing that heals her after 12 years of using all of her money, all of her resources to find healing. And she knew that she knew that she knew that if she touched the edge of his shawl, that he would bring healing. Where in your life do you know that you know that you know and have faith? And how is Jesus delighting in that? All right, number three, Ask Jesus, what is going on in your heart, Jesus, when you looked at this woman in the crowd who was healed? And why was it important for you to find her? This is a beautiful question. Why was it important for Jesus to find this woman? Number four, ask Jesus, how does he want to fill a need in your life right now? Is there healing, physical, mental, spiritual? 
and how does he want to fill it? Okay, moving on to the next story. This is Matthew 14. Uh, This is (laughs) a wild little interaction here. Like Jenny said, this is uh, not a chapter 14. This is a real day. Um, Jesus just found out that his cousin, John the Baptist, had been beheaded. And he was off alone with the father grieving. And in, let's start with Matthew 14, 13. On hearing this, Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. But when the crowds discovered he had sailed away, they emerged from all the nearby towns and followed him on foot. Man, talk about, (laughs) you just want to get away to process, right? So when Jesus landed, he had a huge crowd waiting for him. Seeing so many people, his heart was deeply moved with compassion toward them. So he healed all the sick who were in the crowd. He saw a need, right? And he moved towards them. He healed all the sick who were in the crowd. Later that afternoon, so this is the same day, the disciples came to Jesus and said, it's going to be dark soon and the people are hungry, but there's nothing here to eat in this desolate place. You should send the crowds away to the nearby villages to buy them food. Jesus responded, they don't need to leave. You can give them something to eat. And they answered, but all we have is five barley loaves and two fish. And Jesus replied, well, let me have them. And then he sat down in the grass and then he took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up in heaven, gave thanks to God, broke the bread into pieces. He then gave it to the disciples who in turn gave it to the crowds And everyone ate until they were satisfied, for the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. They picked up the leftovers and filled up 12 baskets full. There were about 5,000 men who were fed in addition to women and children. This is Jesus seeing the need. He knew his people were hungry. And he hears Philip's heart. The need was hunger. And yet he asked Philip, what do you think we should do? There's a playfulness and a partnership that he sees, that he invites us into, like Jenny was saying last week. He sees our need and he invites us to partner with him to dream, to go big. And he answered the need more than we could ever imagine in abundance. He didn't just give everybody something, but it was an overflow, an abundance. And we've all heard that story, but here's where we can connect it to our heart is in these questions, asking Jesus, where is a need in my life that you want to partner with me? How can I partner with you, Jesus, to create impact? So what's the need around you? Is there needs with your children? Is there needs with what you're doing in your work? I talk about this all the time with my podcasters where there is a need in the world and we have a passion for it, we get to partner alongside with him and create an impact. And just like the story where Jesus feeds the multitude, he invites us into that process. He sees us, he knows us, and he hears us. Third question would be, um, or just conversation inside of a journal, is I thank you that you sit in this tension 
of seeing me and also knowing how it's all going to play out in my dreams, in my vision, and how you're going to solve this problem and this need. And I ask for vision to align with you. Break off my scarcity mindset. Break off the limited view. Give me kingdom mindset. He sees you, he knows you, and he hears you. All right, third story here, or real life moment with Jesus, I should say. Jesus loved stories. That has been something that the Lord has been teaching me, is that he loved talking about stories, and I love that. He's like the greatest storyteller of all time. A little side note while I'm flipping to find my page here. Okay, so Mark 10, 13 through 16. Jesus blesses little children. Okay. I love this scene and it's one of the first encounters I ever did. My mom actually did it for me. Um, she asked me this question on a trip to Florida. Um, she was saying, picture a moment where Jesus says, do not hinder the children. And I want you to picture where you are in that crowd. That was my very first like real encounter. <laughs> and it moved me so much. That was, gosh, I was probably 20 at that time. And I want to read this story to you. And I want you to think about that question and know that I did an encounter and recorded it for Holistic Hearts on episode 79. So if you want to do this encounter, it is a powerful, eye-opening encounter. <laughs> so go check that out too. And I'm going to read this passage to you too. The parents kept bringing their little children to Jesus so that he would lay hands on them and bless them. But the disciples kept rebuking and scolding the people for doing it. When Jesus saw what was happening, he became indignant with his disciples and said, let all the little children come to me and never hinder them. Don't you know that God's kingdom exists for such as these? Listen to the truth I speak. Whoever does not open their arms to receive God's kingdom like a teachable child will never enter it. Then he embraced each child and laying his hands on them, he lovingly blessed each one. Oh, I love that. Let the little children come. Jesus sees the little children. He knows their value and he hears their heart. So the invitation here is to really plop yourself into this moment as a little child, I want you to think of yourself as a, as a little person. I mean, you could pick whatever age you could be four years old. You could pick 12 years old, any of those. And I want you to picture being in that crowd. And where are you in that? So there's that invitation. And again, like I said, go listen to that encounter. It's, it's literally that moment and inviting Jesus to show you where you are in that scenario. And then I want you to answer these questions or write these out in, in your journal. Number one, the crowd didn't accept the little children. Well, the disciples really didn't, but Jesus did. So Jesus, how are you calling me to come to you? Number two, where am I in this scene? In, in this moment, picture yourself there. That's going to be inside of that encounter too. 
Number three, you seem, Jesus, to take pleasure and delighting in the children. You love blessing children and others who feel ignored in the world. I want you to tell me more about this part of you, Jesus. Get to know Jesus in this. What was his draw to children? Why did he want to bless them? That's a beautiful invitation to know his heart even deeper. And number four, I have a deep desire, Jesus, to know that you see me and love me right now, just as he did with these children. How have you, Jesus, been seeing and showing me that you see me this week or even today? Okay, so in each of these scenarios, and anytime you're reading a story in the Bible, I want you to really see Jesus seeing, knowing, and hearing the hearts of those that he encounters. And that is exactly how he is with you, no matter what you're going through. What is that need that you need to know heart to heart that he sees? I'm going to take a moment and I want you to journal out at least one of these um, passages and journal it out. Ask him to show you how he is fulfilling this need and partnering with you and seeing you. Okay, that is it for today. I love you guys. Know that I am really just praying and um, my heart is for you. But more than anything, Jesus' heart is for you. And he loves you. He sees you, he hears you, and he knows you. Take care.